Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, uh, did you see the piece uh, on... uh the, what the Tampa Bay Rays plan to do with their starting pitching this is, year is this the, they're going to go to gonna, a they're going to go to a four man yeah and they it, it first was set up they were talking about like they had eight days off in the first thirty eight days so everybody thought that's what they were talking about but they announced yesterday they're going to try to do it and they're going to have they're going to go on what they call a five day rotation okay. Mm-hmm. It's not a five, you know, it's a, it's not a strict four man. So you're going to still pitch on your fifth day, but you will pitch on your fifth day. And then you, if, if they get to a point where they have five straight games, they're going to have a bullpen day. Okay. And they're going to have, they are going to, or they might call up somebody to pitch that game. Uh, but it's not going to be a strict starter situation. You've won of those games, and and uh, so you know. As I say, if if it's a week where you got you know ten, if you play ten straight games, ah, eh, okay, you're gonna have some bullpen days, and they're not really strictly bullpen days. So anyway, mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, and I went through the twin schedule today because Paul Molitor's also gonna start with a four man rotation, but they've only planned it out for like three weeks. So, here's the deal. You got four starters, right? Mm-hmm. You start the year here. Uh, it looks like Mejia will be your fourth. So you got uh, ooh, not Hughes, huh? Uh, I don't know. Well, he'll have, maybe. Okay. Anyway, it doesn't. Okay. To, he'd have to uh, pitch better than he has. Oda Rizzi is going to pitch opening day. Gibson's going to pitch the second day. Barrios is going to pitch the third day uh, because they want him to. Pitch in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. And uh, the fourth, let's say, Mejia. Mejia. So I I went through till 37 games. I went through the first 37 games, which are are a period in a a 42 or three-day period. You end up with, uh, or it's 36 games. You end up with getting uh, eight starts apiece out of uh, your your first three guys you get seven starts out of Mejia and you have five bullpen games but they're not really bullpen games so I'm looking at your bullpen right you got 12 guys mm-hmm. you got you're gonna have 12 pitch- first of all this is a way to have 12 pitchers instead of 13 right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you got Hildenberger Rogers Rodney Duke and Reed so those are the guys that are finishing games for you right mm-hmm. when you're gonna win you got all five of those guys 
or, or when you're, you know, when it's a close game. And then you got Presley, Businitz, and let's say Duffy or Hughes, whoever it is. And by, I think the notion that these guys are all capable of pitching three or four innings uh if you if you use them if you use them if you don't we're always talking about they got to get stretched out right mm-hmm. got to stretch out well if you have these bullpen guys these bullpen days you can stretch them out you got them stretched you got them throwing 50 pitches okay so every time one of these games comes around uh now you know Okay, Duffy, okay, we can get 50 pitches out of Duffy. We can get 40 out of Presley. We can get 40 out of Busenitz. And it doesn't have to be the same guy each time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can rotate. Whatever you have, whoever you have, when that fifth day comes around, okay, we'll start Presley. And because he hasn't had to work much the last four days, right? Mm-hmm. And if he can go 40, 50 pitches, 40 pitches, fine. But will it work? And then and then, then you can run another guy in there, right? But let me uh, ask you this, though. Will that work given the first usually month or so of the season, you're not letting your starter go as deep as you would in June, prob- July? That, of course, yeah. is the problem, how much you're going to have to use these other these five guys who I'm saying finish your games the 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 five man bullpen that finishes games for you uh you wouldn't during, want to overtax you, you them know, yeah, yeah you don't want to pitch them in the ground mm-hmm. but i think that a lot of innings are wasted by not having you, everybody, baseball talks about having a long man, right? You got to have a long man. No, I think you need three long men, and you need guys to be able. To, now, what's going to screw you up is if you get two bad starts in a row. Right, that's what I was going to say. You got to use your long man, and then you get to a bullpen day. Well, that's when you're going to have to call up Rochester and say, "Send us somebody," yeah. right? Because that because that was going to be around. that was going to be my next question. If you're the Twins and Mejia and then somebody else yeah, after having two bad starts. Up after his usual four and a third. And right if we looked at history in last season, this front office will go through some arms. What are oh, we they're thirty seven. Yeah, they're 37? not afraid. No. They're not thirty six. Thirty six. I'm 36 sorry. Thirty six. Well, well, what was the deal last year where Hector Hector started a game on Saturday and then he came in relief. He had kind mm-hmm. of a short yeah. outing, and then he came in relief on like the it following was that Monday. Extra or inning like that. game. Well, that's said, yeah. another. Yeah. That's another thing you do with a guy like Mejia. Okay, let's say he gives you his usual four and a third. Well, when he gets to uh, on a Sunday, when he gets to Wednesday, which is his throwing day, he don't throw. You know, go give he's, us two, son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you have to, you know, if he if he if he's, you know, if he doesn't get in the game. You can throw him after the, uh, you know, you can have him do his throwing after the game ends. I go on the bullpen and and throw then. But I, you know, I'm not saying that it's comparable in any way because of the number of innings guys pitch now. But this is what baseball did. You know, you had the fifth guy who, who pitched out of the bullpen all the time, but also was your fifth starter. 
And here's why you're not crazy, Pat, because look at last year's, and I know it's apples and oranges when we compare the regular season to the postseason baseball. I get that. But look at how teams were situated for the postseason runs and how that could translate this coming season during the regular during the regular season. The Yankees got 26 outs from their bullpen in one game. I mean, th- yes. that's how teams could construct them when they're when they're teams like Tampa that are in a complete number crunch situation where they can't go out and get you know a fifth starter that they can pay five to ten million dollars a year. I, to. I think what they're I think the main thing they have though is every, your your general your first reaction would be well then you're going to need thirteen pitchers for sure. I think it's a plan to get away from thirteen pitchers and keep a four player bench and I keep think, guys more on I, a regular I think schedule. You got an yes, eight yeah. man bullpen. And okay, you're going to get trapped once in a while, but okay, let's say you get four straight, you know, you get four straight starts of six and a third. How much are Bre- Pre- and you're, you got a chance to win? How much are Presley, Busenitz, and Duffy going to be used? No, you're right. Yeah, so you, but then if you let them sit out there, die on the vine, and not get work, and then we all hear, well, they aren't stretched out, so they can only pitch an inning. I think this. <laughs> this makes these guys eighty it or ninety. Sense. It makes eighty. It makes them eighty or ninety inning guys, right? I looked up Jim Perry before he became the Cy Young Warner in nineteen seventy, but in nineteen sixty eight and nine, I believe it was, he pitched uh, uh, sixty three games and thirty seven of them were starts, and thirty six of them were out of the bullpen, or twenty six of them were out of the bullpen, or thirty. It was about half and half. Uh, you know, he was your fifth starter, but he also would regularly work out of the bullpen. I, you're wasting innings by saying you got to have five starters. I think uh, you're you're wasting innings because you got this guy on the roster who pitches Sunday, and he's not going to pitch again. And, and and if you get an off day, he's not going to pitch again until the next Saturday. Mm-hmm. You're wasting that roster spot. I think this is an attempt to. Uh, have make sure you have a four man bench, and you know, and how much? What are the odds of you winning a game with your fifth starter? How much greater are the odds of you winning a, with a with a fifth starter than if you have? Yeah, if you have Mike Pelfrey out there instead if, of yeah, yeah exactly. If you have Presley and Duffy to pitch the first five innings and then go to your bullpen. Here's one problem yeah. though. How would Gardy handle that in Detroit if he's got to have oh. a third catcher and yeah. <laughs> and a thirteen? Well, well, plus Gardy, you get five innings and then you're behind eight to two, and one guy pitches the six. <laughs> used to dry. He, I, you know, I used to argue about that all the time. I said, you wouldn't be always complaining about having to use your whole bullpen if you use these guys for two innings instead of one. Then you'd only have to use two of them instead of four. Now, why did I have to start that cheap shot at Gardy? We're, we're yeah. glad he's back in the league. I love Gardy. I do, too. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, we will have a... Yeah, nobody could guess who our sports person of the day is, but he's certainly a worthy winner. Taking the ride with Royce. You're going the wrong way. He said we're going the wrong way. Oh, he's drunk. How would he know where we're going? On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. 
off the draw. Devils win it. Taken here by Hall. Taylor Hall, wrist shot, save made by Lindgren. The rebound, they score! It's Ajax! Another power play goal. And with the shot by Hall, that should extend the point streak as well. You know how I always say about our Timberwolves? Even when they do the right thing, it turns out to be the wrong thing. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, last year they got the hottest coach. If if you had your choice of all the coaches or two years ago on the free agent market, you wanted Tibbs, You right? wanted Tibbs. You wanted Tibbs. You got Tibbs, and now everybody's saying Tibbs is playing night George Mike in basketball against Stephon Curry. You know, okay. <laughs> so, you know who else could screw up a one-car parade? The Edmonton Oilers. The Edmund, now last year they had a little playoff run, but they've had the number one draft choice, what, five times in this decade, basically? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, they got McDavid now, who's supposed to be the greatest player in the world, and, uh, you know, he's going to be the next great thing, and he's having a mediocre year. Meanwhile, last in, they decided after another disappointing season in 2000. Uh, 15, 16, that the guy they should get rid of was Taylor Hall. Uh, Taylor Hall was the number one overall draft choice in 2010. And uh, he was, uh, what, 25 years old? And they said, ah, he ain't going to be the guy. So let's see. He was up in uh, in uh, Edmonton, 22 goals, 27 goals, 16 goals, 27 goals, 14 goals, 26 goals. And then they traded him after uh, the 2015-16 season. They got they had to get better defense, so they traded him for some guy named Adam Larson. You ever hear of him? Never. Some sweet. But for all I know, he could be one of the best players in the league. But oh, I sure. Don't even he know could. half the players. They in the traded league him for that. Well, now he goes out to New Jersey, and uh, he uh, last year. Let me see how many did he get last year out there. He gets he gets traded to New Jersey of all places. Now, last year he only has 20. This year he has 30 and 44, and right now he is sitting on a 26-game point streak. 26 games, it's one of the longest uh, in the NHL history. Uh, Last five games, uh, he's gotten uh, two points, two points, one point, one point, two points. Uh, and he is just uh, a machine to the point that even though New Jersey's what? Good. They're good. They're not great, right? The NHL standings. New Jersey, uh, he's considered to be uh, one of the favorites to win the MVP award because he's having such a great year. Meanwhile, Edmonton, back buried once again, not going to be in the playoffs. Uh it's uh, it's amazing how they can screw something. And up. it is and a shame because remember that series last year when the, oh, when they fun, were hosting yeah. a game was they were they hosting a game seven or game six whatever it was I think that so. crowd was electric. I mean that building yeah. was so oh, yeah. oh my god they hadn't been I mean they hadn't been relevant in a decade. Yeah, yeah, they right, had that one right. run to the Stanley Cup Finals where Carolina beat them in seven, and before that they hadn't been rel- relevant since since Messi. That's right because they had Rollies. Yeah, they had Dwayne Rollison as their goal. Yeah, that was that was as an, and that was as an eight seed. Yeah. yeah, that was as an eight seed that that happened. Patrick, I, I got a uh, a interesting fact here. I I was trying to Google and do some research on it. Taylor Hall's agent is apparently Bobby Orr. 
Really? According to his Wikipedia page. Now, somebody could have edited it and threw that in there as something just well, unfunny. I think he but, does handle a few guys. So, yeah, I know uh, he mentors some guys, but yeah, Bobby Orr is mm-hmm. apparently his agent. Well, uh, d- d- uh, the Devils are going to make the playoffs 34, 25, and 8. They got 76 points over in that uh, league and uh, they're over in that uh, uh, conference, the uh, Eastern Conference. But uh, Taylor Hall, they. Uh, <laughs> They get rid of them, and then they're going to be really good this year. And now they're they're buried to the point that the that our wild are looking forward to going to Vancouver and Edmonton to get rid of their road woes. Yeah. So it's uh, it is a uh, it is another uh, catastrophe for uh, Edmonton getting rid of this kid. And I'm sure they're uh, my guy Terry Jones and the rest of them. Oh, they're Edmonton taking it well. I'm sure are having a good time uh, ridiculing the living <laughs> hell. <laughs> Out of the Edmonton Oilers. Are they Cleveland Browns like, though? You know what? If you're 40 years old in that town, you got all the great hockey you ever deserved, right? That's true. Yes, you had a really good run. But aren't they Cleveland Browns like where they could basically be garbage for the next two decades and they're still going to sell out the arena every night? And they got got the new arena. You know, They built a new arena for them. Calgary still hasn't built a new arena. They might lose their franchise. Because uh, they're, they're raising hell there about needing it. I'm sure it's jealousy that uh, Edmonton got their new arena and they didn't. And I, heard, I, I heard Louie on, on with the boys. Is the Seattle thing going to happen? Looks they got somebody who's going like to give it. them $700 million oh for an NHL team. They put an NHL team there before they put an NBA team Why would there. they take... Why? Why wouldn't they just relocate? Or is it because it would make them have 32 teams and would well, be able to They want even... 32 teams, yeah. They okay. want 32 teams. Plus... You know, if you relocate, uh, Craig Leopold doesn't get any money. That's true. If they give him $700 million, you get, and they won't give Vegas any of it, right? Because they just got in. Yeah. So you got uh, <laughs> 30 teams splitting $700 million. Oh my God. The league will keep 50, and uh, and Leopold and the boys will get 25 apiece or 23 apiece. Well, well, Seattle needs to hurry up and get the NHL team so then they can turn their focus to getting the Sonics back in Seattle because yes. I know the NHL is going to be the first. The first uh, dibs and on you know what the NBA will probably go to the same two towns, Vegas and Seattle. Oh yeah, yep. now that and those would know, be expansion, right? Not yeah, okay. yeah, they'd be expansion. Yeah. And if, if, if the NHL is getting a, if the NHL is getting mm-hmm. five hundred million and seven hundred million, the NBA will get a billion. Yep, you know. So, uh, but wow. I, I, yeah, they uh, that was still one of the silliest things that Stern ever did. Letting the but Sonics Stern, move. Stern did not jump in there. and see, You know, he saved the Timberwolves from going to New Orleans. He should have figured out a way to save this, you know, thing. There was Oklahoma too much City. history with the Sonics to, to Oklahoma have City. Well, like plus that. you're going from the eighth biggest market to the 60th, you know. That yeah. made no sense Well, not all. to mention Seattle's a good sports town. Yeah. When the teams are good, I mean, people show up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. Baseball is probably the one that's had the most trouble there because summers, uh, you know, they're they're like a place that you want to, you know, you got to enjoy your. They're like Minnesota. You got to enjoy your summers because it's raining eight months. <laughs> it's not snowing, but it's raining. But you got to enjoy your summers out there, and there's so damn much to do out there. It hurts them, even though. When I out there, when I was out there covering the Goodwill Games, I did write a column saying this is the most overrated town I've ever been in. Uh, traffic is terrible. There's and, a uh, shock. <laughs> and the panhand, you know, the the homeless people, you couldn't take two steps without having somebody ask you for money. And uh, 
and uh, they went. Not, this was before the uh, this was before the internet's, of course, also. But somebody reprinted the column in the paper while I was still out there. I was feared for my life <laughs> in the afternoon paper out there. So, but you know. I think it's overrated. Too many bri- towns with bridges are overrated. How could you soil the long and storied history of the Goodwill games like that, Patrick? That's Ricey? right. Yes. Shame on great. you. It, 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 it is true. That was. But the <laughs> basketball was good. You know why? Because we still had an Iron Curtain in Yugoslavia was good. <laughs> Before we had the Yugoslavian Civil War that ruined basketball as we know it. All right. We shall return. Uh, with a John Height Sports update. You're along for the ride with Royce. Where do you think you're going? On 1500 ESPN. Here's Johnny Height with a sports update. Thank you, someone. This update sponsored by Account Temps. Uh, do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit AccountTemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half company. Here's Johnny Height. No update on Putin starting nuclear war yet, is there, Johnny? No, I haven't seen one. Okay, no. getting, uh, okay. Although there was a tweet issued by your president, Patrick. Uh, this is from Paul McLeod, I believe. Okay. He's a BuzzFeed Capitol Hill reporter. Uh, president Trump to a steelworker today at a oh, pre- press conference. Great. Quote, your father is looking down on you. He's very proud. End quote. Uh, he's still alive, the guy responded. <laughs> And then the president then responded, well, then he's, then he's really proud of you then. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this is fantastic. It was, uh, it was funny. Mm-hmm. It's uh, crazy theater, I'll tell you that. Oh, it's great. <laughs> yes, it is. To a quarter well, fight. since we're all going to get blown up here in six months, right. anyway, what the hell? We might as well have fun. So I should just start eating more and drinking more yes, beer? Yes, absolutely. Two A quarterfinal boys state hockey tournament. Edina beat Lakeville North seven to one. Duluthy shuts out St. Michael Albertville five to nothing. In fact, Patrick, you know the mayor has the phrase "break glass, smoke lucky." We got to yeah. come up with one for you. Uh, secure <laughs> opener, give me gin, yes, you know, yeah. something like that. Anybody got a green bottle in here? Let's go. <laughs> Was it just straight gin and, and lime, or what were you? No, what no, was gin a and tonic, tonic, right? A little tonic, gin and tonic. A little snifter, a tonic, sure. Snifter. A little snifter. <laughs> Uh, tonight, it's Hillmary in Minnetonka and Centennial in St. Thomas Academy in that two-way hockey I tournament. have seen one session of the state hockey tournament since 1970. <laughs> How is saw that Reggie possible? Miracle, Reggie, saw Reggie Miracle in Columbia Heights uh, beat, pull off a huge upset because I had a boss in about 83 at St. Paul who said, I won't let you go to spring training until you see at least one session of the hockey tournament. So I, I went to the afternoon session and had an 8 o'clock flight to Orlando. <laughs> but I've always timed my uh, trips to uh, spring training <laughs> to coincide with I was going to say, it's been oddly coincidental. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, Timberwolves signing Derek Rhodes. Of course, uh, he uh, was coached in Chicago by Coach Thibodeau of the Wolves. The Wolves play the Celtics tonight at the Target Center. Uh, ESPN, our Myron Medcalf reporting in the wake of a report that Memphis might fire Tubby Smith after the season. Uh, well, Smith's lawyer said the coach has received only positive feedback from school administrators. <laughs> His uh, lawyer saying what Tubby has gotten consistently from that administration is, Coach, we know you're doing this the right way. We know this is a process. 
we know this is going to take some time, and we're happy with what you're doing. Until Anthony Hardaway says, hey, I want the job. Yeah, and then it's, see you later, and Tubby. I'll take the job and bring in three top 50s from right here in town. <laughs> that coming from Ricky Left, who's Smith's longtime lawyer. Uh, he said, remember, Tubby told them from the beginning it was a four- to five-year process. Don't, don't, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't tell us that? Because that's what they told us when you left here, Tubby, that it was a four- or five-year process. Uh, Memphis President M. David Rudd told the Commercial Appeal this week he will evaluate the program. After the season, the school would owe Smith $10 million if it decides to fire Tubby without Tubby cause. Is, Tubby would be so happy if they fired him. He couldn't stand it. <laughs> $10 million bucks, not have to coach. You know, uh, Pat, we mentioned the, the mayor uh, a few minutes ago, and I, I neglected to tell you this story often. Off the air, but we had another mayoral moment, and I've been waiting <laughs> okay. for the traffic man to sit down so he can also partake in this particular story. But uh, you know, before one o'clock, you know, the the four of us, height rookie, me and Joe, will just kind of BS for a couple of minutes out in the hallway here. And uh, Chris Lindahl, Phil Mackey's guy, was was here recording a, a spot that's going to yes. run on the station. And he's leaving the studio saying, hey, thanks, Rocco. And, and Rocco <laughs> says, hey, no problem, Chris. We'll see you soon. And Joe hears this and says... Looks at him and he says, "Wow, you're getting around, getting along pretty well here, Chris." And he looked at Joe and said, "Well, yeah." He's like, "Always." Well, you know, with, or yeah, Chris said, "Yeah, always. always." Well, you know, and he says, "Well, you know, after that foot amputation, I thought he thought it was Chris Eggert." <laughs> <laughs> well, and not not only that, he oh, after he no. after he realized it, he looked at him and said, "This is typical Joe too, not getting the name right." He goes, "Oh, I thought you were Eggert." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, and then we were, you know, ridiculing the poor mayor. And he says, this is why I don't talk to people. <laughs> exactly what he said. If, but if Lindahl was sharp, he would have said, nah, but it grew back. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lindahl took it in great time. Yeah, he, he, he had, had a lot of fun with it. He, he was, was laughing uh, pretty hard. But that's our guy. Well. That's our guy, Joe. For a million dollars. Exactly. <laughs> The NFL has deemed a question asked to Darius Gooch about his sexuality at the NFL Combine completely inappropriate. Although the league stopped short of committing to penalizing the person they have bad, or team. They have blackballed him for an entire career, just like Kaepernick, but it was an inappropriate question. Uh, they actually asked him, too. I didn't realize that until I saw today's story. First, they asked him whether he likes men. And they also asked him if his mother sells herself. Oh my God! What? What the hell? What is a wrong team with that these just people? random? These were just random questions. Just <laughs> random <laughs> questions. Yeah. Which what team? What is wrong with these people? Which they're, team? That's what I want to know. They're not saying which. Well, team. Well, tell us which team. Oh Expose God. them for the frauds that they are. <laughs> oh Why doesn't gosh. Gooch tell us who it is? Yeah. Oh, Gooch yeah. is a former LSU running back, projected to be a first-round pick. Uh, NFL spokesperson Brian. So they said, "Is your mom a whore?" Is well, yes, basically, yeah, basically. Yes. Basically, okay. Yeah. Is she attractive? <laughs> NFL spokesman Brian McCarthy told Pro Football Talk a question such as that is completely inappropriate and wholly contrary. No, I'm about two questions like that. Yeah, uh, this is not the first time, by the way, uh, things like this have happened. Two years ago, Giants quarterback Eli Apple said he was asked about his sexuality by the Falcons. In that instance, Commissioner Roger Goodell said he spoke with Falcons head coach Dan Quinn and the coach who asked the question but did not punish either. Well, actually, when I uh, was uh, entering St. Mary's, they asked me if uh, they asked me that question, the evaluator, and I said, "Well, I'm conflicted. That's why I'm drinking." You know, <laughs> should have told him only when I'm sober. <laughs> 
Uh, Aaron Judge says he uh, is leaning toward not taking part in Home Run Derby Ooh. this year. Why was he asked that in March? <laughs> One and done, he, he said. He told reporters uh, this morning, he said it was a cool experience. I enjoyed it all, but I don't really think I need to go out there and do We're it We're already again. running out of material to ask, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah did, it's early. did admit there's a little wiggle room for him to change his mind uh, by this year's All-Star break, but he did say, I think I'm one and done. Now, he told this to podcast hosts, CeCe Sabathia and Ryan Rocco about appearing in the midseason power hitting showcase. That's a Players Tribune podcast. That's correct. No, there was one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Judge if didn't... you don't have a podcast, you ain't diddling. You're doing it wrong. You're, you're doing a, it wrong. You're a lout. The judge wouldn't give any reasons, just said it was a personal choice. John, that was a fine effort today, and you're not going to be here tomorrow, I think. I am not. I am off. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, at least it's a Friday. <laughs> I can handle you taking off Friday or Monday. No, but not a random like day Tuesdays, off. Tuesdays. <laughs> I, I, I don't get why anybody takes off Tuesdays. Damn. I don't get that. Yeah, never do. It's yeah. become known as the random height day off around here. <laughs> That's right. All right. Thank you. You bet. The ride with Royce now continues. It's time for late hits. Absolutely horrible news down here in southwest Florida that I was not aware of until today. I saw Dave St. Peter uh, tweet out the uh, Star Tribune story on this. On Tuesday, uh, a family, uh, a a group of uh, 15 people, uh, Paul White, uh, 49 years old, and uh, Lauren Van Rees, or his uh, his, uh, partner is uh, Kimberly Van Rees, and uh, they were over here. They were must have been staying in the Fort Lauderdale area, and they came over here in a van, 15 of them, and uh, they were driving home after the Twins game that day. Oh. And they were on Alligator Alley, which is a uh, dangerous place, and uh, you, you, uh, it's two lanes going each direction in the middle of the uh, <clears throat> middle of uh, the swamp. It's a lot safer than it used to be. And it's well lit now, but it's also, there's a big median in the middle. But you run into an incredible number of young drivers going, the speed limit's 70, I believe. You go into an incredible number of uh, drivers going 80, 85 on that place, just going crazy. And uh, they, unfortunately, uh, ran into a guy named Niz Benny Garcia. And uh, he apparently was, well, he was drunk, but he was driving, uh, going uh, southbound, which is uh, towards Miami, uh, towards Fort Lauderdale, in a Ford truck. And and there were several witnesses who came upon this accident and uh, said that he'd almost caused several other wrecks already. And he was changing lanes, and uh, Paul, Paul White was driving the van. And uh, the guy was in the right lane, and he decided to move over without seeing him, crashed into the van, sent the van careening into the median here, this grassy median, rolled over seven times. 18-year-old young woman, Lauren Van Rees, uh, was killed. 
and uh, there's uh, several other people seriously injured. There were kids as low as uh, as young as age four in the mm-hmm. vehicle. Several ended up in the hospital. The guy was drunk. Uh, I think he was. Uh, they blood tested him several hours later, and he was still point one eight point one eight two, and uh, he was uh, apparently uh, causing almost causing accidents before this, so this is a terrible thing. Paul White, by happenstance, uh, won a Powerball of, uh, a couple, three years ago for $150 million, and I'm sure they uh, allowed the family to come down here and have a good old time and was uh, was uh, enjoying spring training, went over here, saw a pretty good game, and uh, we're driving back to Fort Lauderdale, and some idiot ran into him. And you see so much of that down here. And I, what makes it so dangerous is... There's a lot of old folks, and I'm an old folk, but I'm not a slow driver. But there's a lot of old folks who are out, will be out on the freeway driving in the right lane going 50 and, you know, 70, maybe 55. And then these young guys in the, you know, their trucks or whatever they are, they'll come along and they'll be going 90 in that outside lane and they start weaving in and out of traffic. And uh, to, you know, to to get 20 feet ahead of where they are, they will cut in front of you and uh, do this. And, of course, you throw in the fact this guy's drunk. And uh, I, I can envision how this happened from my experiences of driving down here. Pat, I Alan, saw it in January. I drove from Orlando up to Jacksonville. You know, it's a two-hour yeah. drive. And yeah. this was basically in the middle of the night because my flight didn't land until 1 o'clock in the morning. And I could not believe how aggressive that people were, you know, going yeah. in, in a 70, which I was going the speed limit and getting past like well, I was standing it, it still. It is the fact that the big fact is they will take, I I don't, the one thing I make sure I don't do as a driver is follow closely. Mm-hmm. I, I always hang back. And they will cut, in, if I give them, if you give them 100 feet on the freeway, boom. Yeah, they'll, they'll take it. They'll yep. come uh, flying in there. And then they will roar up. Even though it does them no good, you know, they will roar up behind uh, somebody and uh, just follow them within 10 feet, waiting for that little kind of opening over in the other lane. And uh, I can exactly see how this happened, and our sympathy goes out to. Was uh, the uh, was the van in any way affili- affiliated with the twins? No, no, no. no. Okay. They were just fans. They were over here vacationing, and uh, fifteen of them. Uh, I have no idea. I, I haven't seen more information on because I know one of the news outlets listed all the people and where they're from. You know, there was a family from Richfield, and all. all I just didn't know if this was affiliated in any way with the with the ball club. No, they were just down here having a Florida vacation and Man, uh, went to a, decided to go to a ball game. And what it's, a horrible uh, terrible. story. Yep. So uh DeMar DeRozan uh, gets himself uh 20 42 last night. What a night in the NBA by the way. Uh DeRozan gets himself 42. Uh, Manny, did you see any of that game? Uh, yes, I did, and uh, Reavers has the has the highlight actually. Demar Derozan, six to go, got all the way to the bottom. Oh, oh, Demar, oh, dominant, dynamite, detonates on Detroit. The people are in shock. He just took that ball from the opposite foul line right down the middle of the court, and he goes up strong, two-handed jam dunk, and he gets fouled. They were down. 
They were down one at that time, right? And that was right yes. at, with four seconds to go. And he puts them up two, and then they throw the ball into Griffin. He muscles his way in. They go into overtime, but Toronto beats them again. Toronto now has a two-and-a-half game lead in the Eastern Conference at 47-17. and 17. They win 121-119 in overtime. And Detroit made the Blake Griffin trade, but it's not going to get them into the playoffs. No, they're they're like they're like four or five games back of the of the eighth spot right this, now. So this this also here. happened last night in the NBA. The Rockets, one hundred and one hundred and ten. Oh wait, I said over the Bucks over Detroit. One hundred and ten ninety nine. The Rockets over the Bucks. Seventeen in a row. Seventeen in a row. That's the question. Who's better, Rockets or Golden State? Oh boy, I don't know. I, it's I still got to be I, Golden State, right? Yeah, I mean they're, 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 they're the Rockets. they be the favorites, now, but the Rockets now have them by one game in the standings. I think Houston can beat them. Seventeen. I think Houston well, can they, beat them. They play the same style. Yeah, I mean they play the same basketball. Uh, and but seventeen in a row, and uh, James Harden took the night off. He only got what twenty five or something. He don't was, don't be surprised to see like a Rockets Raptors finals. I I I know that the league is probably going to want another Golden State Cleveland matchup, but don't be surprised. Houston's Houston's really good, and Toronto's really really good, so it wouldn't be surprised. Also, last night in the NBA, LeBron gets thirty nine. Cleveland does the uh, Timberwolves a favor by beating the Nuggets mm-hmm. uh, in Denver. The Pelicans won their tenth in a row. They're <laughs> now ahead of the Timberwolves, but. Anthony Davis rolled his left ankle. They took a uh, MRI. It is not uh, broken, but uh, he will not play Friday in all likelihood. And without him, leave- they got nothing. nothing. Didn't yes. we leave them for dead when Boogie got hurt? Yes. Yeah. yeah, and they won 10 in a row. They're franchise record. Does that speak about Boogie? Uh, speaks um, about probably playing a more wide-open game. It, it speaks more about Anthony Davis, I think. Sure. But uh, but he's viewed uh, as a cancer a bit, isn't he, Boogie Cousins? Well, I think it more so speaks to Alvin Gentry needing to find a way to make those two guys work together. Sure. You know, he's got to find a way to make it work better. It's kind of like, you know, Wigan, what Tibbs has to do with Wiggins and Butler at some point. Also, uh, uh, Utah wins 104-84. to 84. They were 17 and 26 on January 19th. They are 18 and 4 since then. They were 5 and 19 on the road. They've won 9 in a row on the road. Uh, and in a 20-point game, Ricky Rubio's plus-minus was zero. So uh, uh, Rudy Gobert just tore it up uh, from uh, the, from what I could see last night. Bunch of rebounds and. Uh, uh, just an incredible number of inter- amount of interesting stuff happening in the NBA last night. I got one. Other, I got one other for you here. Here we go. Let me look right here. Let me look right here. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, I looked at this. The WCHA announced their all-conference team for men's hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Back in the day, what, 10 years ago, your all-conference team would be uh, four guys from Minnesota and two from Canada, right? Sure. Or maybe a guy from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. 
We got a now the leading uh, scorer in the league is a guy named C.J. Seuss from Forest Lake. Okay, that makes sense. He's a Mankato, uh, Minnesota stater. Uh, Mark Michaels is from Mannheim, Germany. <laughs> Troy Loggins is from Huntington Beach, California. Zach Fry is from Spokane, Washington. Uh, Alec Ronhauser is from Bismarck, North Dakota. And the goaltender, Talvanen, is from Finland. So, uh, what happened? It, is, it has become a rather national sport. And the, uh, the second team, they got a kid from British Columbia, a kid from Hunt, Huntsville, Alabama, a kid from Sandy, Utah. Uh, third team, uh, you got a kid from Michigan and a kid from Ontario. And a kid from uh, British Columbia. It's amazing how, uh, you know what? Gary Bettman got a lot of heat for his southern expansion, but it has uh, really uh, spread the, the word of hockey around the country. We'll be back, see if anybody's got a daily complaint. On the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. I babbled too long about the greatness of the WNBA. Uh, NBA, excuse me. What do you got, Manny? Uh, my daily complaint is with since the Big East broke up a few years ago, yes. all the teams that left are not doing so good. They Georgetown, stick. Syracuse, Pitt is terrible. Well, such a great tournament. You know why Pitt can't? You know why UConn, Pitt can't, terrible. You know why Pitt can't win? The basketball isn't ugly enough in the ACC. <laughs> right. You got to play ugly ball. Fifty-eight. 52. All right, we'll do it tomorrow.